Welcome to Faith at Eight. I'm Shanna. I'm Jill. We are two friends helping turn your eyes from the world to the Word through candid conversations fueled by Jesus and more Jesus. Watch Christian journeys of people who are in the spotlight. Yes. Right? Like you start to see these people and you're like, oh my gosh. And you start to see them use their platform, but then you also see how the world starts to shut them down. Yes. And become quieter because you saw Kirk Cameron and he was all in the spotlight, and all of a sudden it's, where did he go? Yes. And it wasn't because he wasn't outspoken, but it was... And I don't know how he does it, but I think the one person that... And I guess, no, he's gotten shut down in his own ways, too, is Team Tebow. Like, Mm -hmm. like, would he still be in NFL if he wasn't so vocal about his faith? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But he he is... I have a a really strong respect for him and how vocal Mm -hmm. he's always been. He's never faltered on that. Doesn't waver. He was regret- he was rooting for like some of the Filipino um, Olympians, and I was yeah. really confused. And I remembered he was born in the Philippines. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot he was born in the Philippines. My bad. You're like, it just makes sense. It's good. It's good times. Right. Today on Faith at Eight, we are covering Daughters of Grace. Here we at Rachel and Rachel. Yes. Good times. Good times. So um, we have a lot of side conversations that I'm so sorry you don't get to be a part of, but. Oh, well. Um, but we were mentioning about how Rachel um, was very beautiful. Everyone knew that she was beautiful, but her beauty and her love were not enough to make her happy. And really, when you think of beauty and love, not the love of the Bible of, you know, being patient and kind, and but the emotional love of the world, mm-hmm. like they are worldly things. And oftentimes we pursue them and they don't make us happy. So we just keep pursuing more and more. Cause we think more, okay, well mm-hmm. love in this way. I mm-hmm. went through, you know, period of time. We're trying to fill that tank of love. Well, if I'm just loved and accepted and somebody says mm-hmm. that I'm pretty or somebody, you know, trying to fill it. And it was always this void because mm-hmm. that's not what I was actually seeking. I was seeking the love of yes. God, but not having an understanding of what that would even yeah. be. And the, just the adoration of the world in general. Like we mm-hmm. oftentimes are going after that. You know, you hear a lot about, well, how, like in, number of Instagram followers mm-hmm. or the number of likes or the number, and those things really don't matter at the end of the day because no. we're not looking at our worldly goals. We're looking at eternal goals that mm-hmm. are, are in heaven. The number of Instagram followers are not going to be matter now. You may have a large Instagram following. Mm-hmm. Jill does. I don't. Um, and you can use that platform for God's glory. Right. But are we, oftentimes we have to reflect on, am, am I using it in that way? Right. Am I using it for, or is it that I really like that swipe up feature? Right. And, you know, analyzing those different parts of our life and understanding that just because we felt a certain way for a period of time doesn't mean it always will feel that way. So yes. reflecting on wait a minute, am I utilizing my platforms correctly? Am I utilizing my voice correctly? Mm-hmm. You know, what does that look like to... Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I'm just going to edit this part out. Pause it. It's, well, you know what? It's my father. <laughs> Do you need to call your dad? No. God is calling Jill. That was so Oh, her weird. earthly father, not her heavenly father. Her earthly father was calling her. It's okay, Daddy Yerk. She'll call you back in a moment. <laughs> this is when you put everything on airplane mode, except for your laptop. It's okay. My it's phone's okay. not, but mine's on, I think, like, do not disturb. If you didn't think that this was, like, oh real gosh, candid yes. conversations, surprise. You're really <laughs> going to have real candid conversations here. Yeah. 
no one, no one calls me. Like you call me. I do. But you're sitting next to me. And so does my husband, but he knows what I'm doing. That's very true. Um, what else we were talking about with what Rachel? Back, yes. back to Rachel, because we're just going to guess. Focus. This is focus. God, give me the words that we need God, to focus give me the on focus. Today. <laughs> but what we're talking about is in this time, it was um, what you did, what, what the world was telling you to do yes. is that the oldest daughter was married off first. So in this yeah. situation, Jacob came through and was like, oh, but I really love Rachel. Like, yes. Rachel, that is my woman. I will work for that seven years. That is my years. perfect provision. Yes. I will work for seven years so that I can have her. And her father is like, okay, we got this deal. But because the world is saying, well, wait, no, no, no. Your older sister has to be married off first. There's this, you know, pinch hit decision at the last mm -hmm. second to switch it. And Rachel then is, is not getting married. And it's right. actually her older sister. And in this, you know, strange sequence of events that happens, suddenly Jacob is now married to Leah. Mm -hmm. And so Rachel is left to, felt, to feel like, could you imagine I'm not good enough? You know, mm -hmm. am I not beautiful enough? Do I not have enough love? Do I not, you know, my father said that I'd be able to marry him. And after yeah. all of this, now it's not turning out that way. I'm not seen by my own father. Yeah. And and I think it's so interesting because her father was like, I ha instead of keeping word to his promise that he made, because he's so uh, weighed down by the weight of what society and culture tells me I have to do, in both of his, his daughters, he creates different feelings, but in specifically, since we're talking about Rachel, envy, bitterness, she feels forgotten. Like, these are not things uh, worthless alone. This is not what, as a parent, we'd ever want our children to feel like, but because the world is weighs more on him than keeping his promise, mm -hmm. like, that is what he creates. God doesn't create that, but, but man creates that. Her, her earthly father creates that. And then knowing that, okay, the love of your life is now mm -hmm. married to your older sister, mm -hmm. right? So there's there's all those emotions that are I going on. I can imagine being married, like me and my sister both being married, married to Alex. It would not go well. Continue. Sorry. So doing that. But then, okay, he works seven more years and then he can marry Rachel. So then, you know, he, he does have that av av ability to bring Jacob and Rachel together. But then... What other emotions does that stir right. up, right? And so just thinking about being in that situation and and the things that Rachel has to go through in her heart and in her mind and in that relationship of trusting God and saying, you know what? I know that I still have to continue to have faith and know mm -hmm. that that the Lord does see her. Yeah. And and I think we as little girls oftentimes dream of that fairy tale. Like basically mm -hmm. you watch a movie and you're told that um, any romantic comedy, any fairy tale, it's, oh, the prince comes around and it all somehow works out. Like in the last final moments, it all works I'm out and, and this is your plan. And so oftentimes we have these visions of grandeur mm -hmm. in our heads of like, this is the way my life is going to plan out. It's going to, it's going to work out like a rom-com. It's going to, it's just going to work out like a drama um, and it's going to be okay. And the fairy tale is going to happen. And then it doesn't, and it comes crashing down on yeah. us. And, um, what do we do with that? And, and mm -hmm. when we start feeling worthless and alone, what do we do with that? And, and oftentimes it's, we have to go to God because God yeah. still sees us, but we don't, we go to the world and we watch more rom-coms. We Netflix and chill and then realize that that actually is not going to solve our problems. But if we, we fasted and prayed or read our word, it probably would help us a lot more than Netflix and chill. And I just go back to, okay, so 
Rachel had her little vision board up, right? Like in her tent, she had her vision board of her and Jacob and, yes. you know, hearts. And to come to that wedding and you think of, I mean, we've been married. We've gone through mm -hmm. the, the, the wedding planning and all of yes. that and all that excitement and joy that surrounds that. And to that final night, everything seems to go I'm not even going to say wrong. Like, it goes in a completely different direction mm -hmm. that you would never even expect. And to see that from, from Rachel and understand what she must have been feeling, going, how many times do we have that perfect vision board up? Oh, yes. That we think, okay, this is everything, and we're getting all close, and we're doing all the planning and all that mm -hmm. pre-work, and then whatever it is goes completely off the wall, and you're like, but that's not what I was expecting. Yeah. But to stay faithful. You know, I actually worked as a wedding planner for a short time. I got my degree in event planning. And I remember, like, brides freaking out because the yellow roses were white. Or I remember at our own wedding, the the cake was crumbling. I didn't freak out. I was like, it's just a cake. It's no big deal. But, like, could you imagine you go and you're like, oh, it's not actually my wedding. <laughs> like, oh, I'm not what? getting married. Even though everything already has the monogram. <laughs> like... It's How they make the R into an L, I don't know, right? but what's going on here? Right. So it's just interesting that the little, oh my gosh, it's raining on my wedding day, the world shattered. Uh -huh. She's like, no, 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 my sister's getting married to my fiance on my wedding day. Because that's what my father has decided. And Maybe so, this is where arranged marriages are not a good idea. Like, I know I tease that I'm going to have one. It's not really a joke um, for my children. Uh, but maybe this is a, a situation where that didn't work out. But thinking, you know, how forgotten do you feel in that moment? Yeah. How absolutely. forgotten? And to understand that God still still saw her and it was like, okay, we've got a little different direction here, mm -hmm. but you know, just stay faithful, stay focused. Um, and you're gonna walk out this plan. Yeah, God will still redeem your story. Mm -hmm. God will still use you for his glory. God will still and he did. God in this situation used her um and her and her children as part of his perfect plan. Yeah. So not her plan, not but his plan. plan. And that's the thing is sometimes we, we hit that speed bump. We hit that, oh my gosh, I didn't plan for this. This doesn't look how it was supposed to look. Yeah. And we want to give up. Well, then there must not be a God. Well, then he's there's not a plan for me. And you start to question everything instead of honing in and saying, but maybe it's going to look different because God has a different yes. plan for me. Yes. It's not my plan. It's his plan. But oftentimes we get stuck on, but that's not what my plan looked like. Yes. Instead of God, what does your plan look like? But then sometimes I look at the plans that I thought were supposed to be. Oh, and I yeah. am so glad they didn't work out. Yes. What is that Garth Brooks oh. song? God's greatest gift is unanswered prayers. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, looking back on all the years is all the different times where things didn't turn out in the way that I expected them to mm -hmm. or wanted or needed them to and understanding that that was pushing me in that direction. Like, you know, the shepherd that's telling your sheep, like, Hey, get, get over there, get, get over there yeah. is every time that happened. It was, Oh wait, this is where I need to go. Oh, okay. Even though it hurt, right? Yes. Even though in that moment it hurt, the world was crashing around you. You feel like, well, there's no way out of this. If this doesn't work this way, the world is ending. I'm blah, blah, blah. But in reality, God's like, like, let's just get through this. Come on. I've got something better for you, but you've got to come over here. Yeah. So far, like, it's funny because we'll talk about how our journeys were not short journeys to God. They were a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I appreciate that he could use all, all things for his glory and his good. And I'm glad that I experienced those things and I learned from them sometimes. Um, but I also sometimes think it would have been so much simpler if I just followed his plan. Right. Like, it really would have been simpler if I just was like, okay, I'm just going to follow your plan, God. Why didn't I do that? Yeah. It's fine. 
It's okay. But then we wouldn't have the stories. We, and that's the other part is we, we wouldn't have the Rachel testimony. has a testimony, yeah. right? Rachel has a testimony. She teaches us yes. that even when things aren't going as we plan to stay faithful, stay obedient, yeah. and let God's plan work itself out. Absolutely. Good. That's all I got for Rachel today. That's all I have for Rachel. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll be talking about Leah, her sister. She's going to be next. So more drama. More drama more for your mama coming. Drama. Coming here with Daughters of Grace. That's right. At Faith at Eight. All right. Okay. Uh, Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for all the blessings that you continue to pour out over us. We're so grateful to you. Um, We're so grateful for this opportunity to praise your name, Lord, and just be in your word and learn from your word and be humbled by it um, and be able to share it with others. Um, Lord, so often we do focus on the world, on, on beauty and love and on what the, the world says is good. And we think it's going to be enough to make us happy, and it's not, Lord. And and the world breaks our hearts, but you are there to repair it, Lord. Even when we feel alone and rejected and worthless and bitter, we have not we are not forgotten because you still see us, Lord. Thank you for seeing us. Thank you for never um, stopping to see us. Thank you for for always watching over us, Lord. Never leaving us and just being there, ready to take the mess that we've made of our lives and use it for your glory, Lord, to make it molded into your plan for our lives, what you've always prepared ahead of us for, Lord, what you've created us for, what we're destined for, Lord. Thank you for that. Thank you for allowing us um, to mess up and still giving us new grace every day and still being faithful even when we are faithless. We're so blessed to be in your presence. We're so blessed for this opportunity to to point others to you, Lord, and and to point others to you and not to what this world has for us. Um, But most importantly, we are so grateful for your one and only son, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for us, even though we didn't deserve it then, and we don't deserve it now. And it is in his name that we pray. Amen. If you enjoyed today's episode, there's a few things we would love for you to do. Share with a friend, like, and subscribe to our channel on YouTube or Apple Podcast, which has new episodes every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern, or find us live on Instagram on Fridays at 8 a.m. Eastern. Whatever you do, do it in faith.